0: Welcome to the Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm St. John Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. And this week we're talking about Richard Wagner's De Fliegen Der Fliegende Holländer, the Flying Dutchman, Eric, which debuted in Dresden in 1843 with the composer himself conducting. Wagner writing both music and the
1: text as well. This is great stuff. This will get your blood pumping. The opera
0: is based on a legend. hmm. It's set in 18th century. Norway. Right. And there is this legend about
1: this flying Dutchman who fell foul of the devil. And is condemned to wander the seas for all eternity in his his ship with the black mast and the blood red sails and the ghost crew.
0: He had sworn that he would sail round the Cape of Good Hope, come what may, the devil be damned.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And And the devil heard him. All right, then. (laughs) Be careful what
0: you wish for. So he's condemned to sail the seas for eternity. However, every seven years, he is allowed to go ashore because if he finds the love of a woman who is prepared to die for him, the curse, the devil's
1: curse will be lifted. And herein is the, uh, the beginning of, a, of an obsession for Wagner that lasts his entire career, Redemption Through Love. You see it over and over again in almost every one of his operas, especially most dramatically The Ring Cycle. But here's, here's the first big iteration of that. Act One of The Flying Dutchman. Daland, this Norwegian
0: captain, sea captain, has taken his ship into a small bay or small harbor to protect it from a storm. Yeah, wait out the storm. And so he and his crew are waiting there
1: and into the same harbor comes this ghostly ship with the black mast and the blood-red sails, which makes one wonder why they didn't recognize that. (laughs) (laughs) But I digress. (laughs) On shore, Dayland meets the Dutchman The Dutchman having been coughed up onto shore once again at the end of his seven years, and he has. Right, it's time for him to. It's (laughs) time. Die Frist ist um is the is the beginning of his big monologue where we inter- we're introduced to the Dutchman, where he dramatically gives you the the outline of of the curse that he suffers and the the soul crushing weight that he bears, having to wander the sea for all eternity, waiting for that one woman that will lift his curse for him, and he's. He's at the end of his rope. I mean, at the end of of his monologue, he just looks up to the heavens and says, eternal extinction, take me. I mean, he's dead already. So, you know, death is not the answer. He just wants to cease to be at this point. He wants rest.
0: Yeah. He wants to sort of get out of purgatory, regardless of whether he goes to heaven or hell. He just wants to be relieved of that constant wandering. Exactly. Exactly. He offers Dayland money if he will put him up at his
1: place, give him shelter. Yeah, and dalen being kind of a greedy, <laughs> kind of a greedy guy, kind of a kind of a schlub, uh, honestly, and he uh, he sees the opportunity f- to uh, to really make a nice buck here. He also, uh, oh, I'll, I'll put you up, and uh, not only that, I'll introduce you to my daughter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll hit it off. <laughs> What a guy, huh? <laughs> he sort of gives up his daughter pretty quickly. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Which makes one wonder what's wrong with the daughter. And, of course, we find out she's, she's a strange bird. <laughs> He's probably eager to foist her off on anyone he can. <laughs> of course,
0: the, the Dutchman is very happy to come to Dalen's house and to meet his daughter because, as he says, he is looking for a woman to save him. Right, So they get back in their ships and they sail further down the coast to where Dalen's house is uh, and the harbor there, etc. And that's the end of Act 1. Right. Act 2, we meet his daughter, Senta.
1: Yes. Along with, uh, I don't know, 20 or 30 of her closest personal (laughs) friends. all, All the girls of the village are all... Uh, they're they're in Dalen's house, in yes, Santa's house, and they're uh, <laughs> they're, they're spinning. And <laughs> I, <have> <laughs> I have to say here. The first, one of the first times I ever heard this opera, I was listening to a broadcast, and my dad walked in and heard the host giving the synopsis, <laughs> and the host said, you know, Senta and her friends are all spinning, and so my father immediately envisioned all these little Norwegian dervishes <laughs> careening around the room. <laughs> but no, they're... They're spinning, they're spinning flax. Exactly. They're, right. they're at looms. <laughs> spinning wheels.
0: The focal point of this room in dalens house though is this large picture
1: of the flying dutchman right in all his brooding majesty
0: and zenta
1: she's she, obsessed she just is she is completely obsessed i mean she just stares at it all the other girls are spinning and zenta is just lost in her thoughts as she gazes at the portrait And uh, finally, the, the girls all are, you know, they're kind of trying to find ways to pass the time, so they said, Senta, Senta, sing us the ballad. Sing us the ballad of the Flying Dutchman. So Zenta is all too happy to do so. And she launches into this ballad, which is a... It's a folk ballad. It's a strophic ballad. Wagner composes this in in a folk song style. It has strophes, and she goes through three of them, and then there's a chorus at the end of each one of them. And Zenta sings the chorus until she gets to the last strophe. And she's so overcome with emotion she can't finish it so the all the other girls finish it for her and then zenta suddenly and she's singing the, the ballad of the flying dutchman and she's telling the tale that, that we've just gone over about him trying to sail the cape of good hope and the devil cursing him to Wonder of the, the seas for all eternity until the love of a of a woman will redeem him and lift the curse. Right. And suddenly Zenta just leaps up and shouts, "Maybe I could be the one. I could be the one that could lift this curse from him." And she just I mean the 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 score just takes her soaring over the orchestra at this point. And it's really fascinating to hear because it's it's Zenta breaking free of the constraints of her her small rural Norwegian town upbringing, you know this, the constraints represented by this folk ballad and she kind of breaks free of that. And at the same time, it's Wagner, I think, kind of breaking free of the influence of you know karl Maria von Weber and Moschner and all those German romantic composers. And you know the Dutchman fits into that, uh, that idiom, but he's moving he's moving on. He's, I mean he's, he's finally he's going to just take everything and throw it out and reinvent. German opera completely. The problem is that Zenta has
0: expressed an interest in Eric the Huntsman. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Him. <laughs> and he's kind of concerned about her obsession
1: with the Dutchman. Right. Eric is he's, he's the he's the local townsboy who's who's obsessed with well, he's not obsessed with Zenta. He's in love with Zenta. And she's just you know she's just not that interested she's just not that into him okay <laughs> and he spends a lot of time he has two big scenes in this opera and he spends all of his time pleading his love for her in uh, frankly a kind of a drippy whiny way if you want to be completely <laughs> honest and she's just not having it and he arrives
0: here because he's bringing news that Dalen's ship has arrived home that he's
1: he's home from his latest voyage right and then he goes on to tell Zenta about a dream that he had. And in this dream, he envisions her. Uh, her her father arriving home with a with a strange a man. dark brooding stranger, mm-hmm. uh, and Zenta sort of perks up at this and <laughs> <he'll> tell <laughs> me more, <laughs> and uh, you know and she she sort of uh, all of a sudden takes an interest in what he's saying and she again reiterates this idea that. You know, maybe this stranger, maybe this could be the man that she's obsessed with, and maybe she could be the one. Maybe she could be the one to lift his curts. As just as she says this, the door opens, and there's her father, and there he is, the guy in the portrait, (laughs) standing right there. Oh, what a coincidence. (laughs) Imagine that.
0: (laughs) And she sees the Dutchman standing there with her
1: father, and she is transfixed. Oh, boy, completely dumbstruck. I mean, cannot even speak a word at this point. Uh, Her father kind of makes, you know, the little introductions and then gets on out of there and leaves the two of them alone. And uh, they begin this extended uh, duet where they sort of you know, they sort of feel each other out at first, and are, are you know sort of getting getting to know each other. But they very quickly uh, re- she recognizes who this is, and he in he recognizes
0: turn, that she could be the woman the one. that will free him from the curse. Yeah. So he's excited as well.
1: Yeah. And they it's a of- match
0: made in hell. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. They they pretty much pledged their love to one another right then and there. And
0: strangely enough, Dalen comes back in and says, You want to get married? Oh, great. great. That's wonderful.
1: <laughs> I'll make the arrangements. Yes. End of act two. <laughs> right.
0: Act three, we are at the harbor side. And we sort of have the uh, the battle of the choruses.
1: Yes, exactly. This is a wonderful scene. We start off with the uh, young men of the town sort of flirting with the young women of the town and trying to catch their attention and catch their eye and impress them, and they're kind of showing off for them. And they all notice the Dutchman's ship over to the side. The ghostly ship. The ghost ship, and it's eerily quiet. I mean, there is nothing, and it's completely calm. I mean, it's not even rocking in the water. (laughs) <laughs> so the young men sort of, uh, ah, who's afraid of ghosts? You know, we'll, we'll wake them up. We'll wake them up. That's what we'll do. So they start this big, rousing drinking song. <laughs> Sturman Sturman uh, and they're singing to the steersman and they're they're you know toasting each other and it gets louder and louder and more raucous and more raucous and as they're singing you can hear in the horns in the very faint distance in the background you can hear the dutchman's theme as the ghost ship starts to awaken and you start to see movement on the ghost ship and it becomes more and more pronounced and more and more pronounced and it interrupts the, the, the young men's chorus until finally, the ghost ship is fully awake and all the ghosts chime in with, you know, a big iteration of the Dutchman's theme. not going to be, you know, drowned out, even though the, the young men of the town keep singing louder and louder and, and more and more forcefully as they sort of huddle together because they're a little terrified at this point.
0: And as the ship comes to life, the water starts to get choppier and choppier uh-huh. and a
1: storm kicks up. Exactly, exactly. To the point where finally the ghost chorus completely overwhelms the townsmen and the women, the, the young ladies have fled at this point. And uh, they, they, they drive the young men off as well, and then complete silence. The, the ship comes to a complete standstill, and everything is as, as before, and, and and that eerie calm is, uh, is restored once again.
0: Along comes Santa, followed by Eric. Drippy Eric. <laughs> <laughs> he again is pleading with her for her love. Uh-huh. Cannot take no for an answer. Unbeknownst to them, the Dutchman is close by, and he, hearing their conversation, he thinks that Zenta is about to leave him to go off with Eric.
1: Right, and he thinks that she has been unfaithful to him, and therefore his curse is not ended. He has to go back to sea for another seven years. So he says, see ya. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: I've got to go back to sea for another seven years. Right.
1: But Zenta doesn't want him to go. No. She knows, in fact, that she's not been faithless at all. She's remained faithful to him the entire time. She, in big dramatic fashion, she reaffirms her love for him. And she says, you know, I know that my love will be the one to, to lift your curse. You know, and all of the, the townspeople have regathered at this point, every, and the whole the whole town is 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 witnessing all of this. And they're, what's going on? Who is this? What's going on? He then reveals to everyone exactly exactly who he is. He says, "Ask the sea in every climate. Ask the seamen who the ocean wide have crossed. They know my ship. They know who I am. I am the Flying Dutchman." then you hear his, his ghost chorus answer him at that point and the, the townspeople are just absolutely beside themselves with terror. And it's at that point that Zenta appears up on this clifftop and she... Well, he sails away. Yeah. He puts out <clears> to sea. Right. And she appears at the clifftop and she says I will be faithful to you unto death and it, with that she leaps off of the cliff to her death. And at that point, you hear the Dutchman's theme in a different key, though now, you know, rising. And as you hear that, you—Wagner's stage directions say that you see the Dutchman's ship rising up out of the sea, and you see Zenta and the Dutchman on board the ship in one another's arms. Redeemed. He's, she's redeemed him, she's lifted his curse. End of opera. <laughs>
0: I love that idea though, as you pointed out earlier. That that idea of redemption through love and in this case through love and death. Yes. Because Zenta dies. Right. And that's what enables them to be together. And the
1: Dutchman's curse to be lifted. As will later on in the Ring Cycle, Brunhilde will die in order to redeem the entire world and set things right. So, Eric, Der Fliegende Holländer, it's a transitional opera
0: for Wagner. Prior to this, he'd written Rienzi, which was a sort of a very traditional Italianate opera.
1: Right. Before that, Die Fehn and Das Liebeswerbot, which are two pieces that are almost never done these days.
0: And in fact, Wagner certainly sort of disassociated himself from Rienzi. Yeah, yeah. And what we begin to see in this opera is him moving toward the great music dramas of The Ring Cycle, etc. And also what we begin to see here is him establishing the use of musical motifs.
1: Starting to use those, exactly. He's not taking it to the lengths that he will take it to, starting with the Ring Cycle and, and going on into Tristan and Meisterzinger and Parsifal, but he's beginning to work with them in very, still in, in rudimentary ways, in, in much the same way that Weber did, uh, his his contemporaries. And he's he's still working within that German Romantic idiom, you know, because with Weber and with Moschner and operas like Hans Heiling and Der Vampir and uh, Der Freischütz you know all of these composers are all fascinated with the supernatural mm-hmm. and in particular they're fascinated with characters who protagonists particularly who sort of have one foot in the human mortal world and one foot in the supernatural and are and have that tug of war within them and that we certainly have that with the Dutchman he was once human he now is, no longer is and he's, he's seeking to sort of reconcile these dual parts of his nature. And even in the overture to The Flying Dutchman, we begin to hear
0: the theme, the motif of the Dutchman, and you have the motif of the ocean, and then the motifs that are associated with Zenta, yes. and the things that will reappear in the ballad that she sings in the second act, etc.,
1: and there's a dichotomy in this in the music that he does, uh, the music that he composes for for Dayland and Eric and the townsfolk, you know, are very rooted in that that folk, uh, in that German Romantic idiom. But the music that he gives to the Dutchman and to Zenta are him, you know, starting to forge out away from that. You look at the Dutchman's monologue and it's That know, he it's, sings in Act One. Yeah, that he sings that he introduced, he's introduced by in Act One. He's, he's pushing the boundaries at this point. Uh, he, he's not sure. He, he doesn't know yet where it's going to go, and he's, he certainly hasn't figured out that he's going to just, you know, <laughs> blow reinvent, it all like, away, blow it all away and reinvent it. But uh, he's pushing the boundaries very much in this opera, Richard Wagner's Der Fliegende Holländer, The Flying
0: Dutchman. That's this week's opera cheat sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn,
1: and I'm Eric Skelton.
0: Thank you for listening.